What's going on, everybody? Organic Poison Podcast, Episode 7. We're back. We are happy to be here. Uh, this episode is just me, once again. Sorry to let you guys down, but uh, I've been having a little bit of complications with this whole having guest things. i got a lot of people who say they're down to do it, and I'm quite sure that they are, but with scheduling and uh, actually having a place to record it aside from my vehicle, it makes it a little difficult and kind of makes me sound a little creepy. So, bear with me. Soon we'll have more guests on for me to gallivant with, but until then, you get to listen to me, and me rant, and in all honesty, that's what this is for anyway, so, what's going on with you guys, how have y'all been, it's been a while since I put out an episode, I'm, uh, I'm not used to this cold weather, um, I don't really care for it, I never have, but with that being said, you know, you, you get kind of caught in that turn where it's like, it gets cold, and you're like, Man, I can't wait till it's hot again. Or it's hot and you're like, man, I can't wait till it's cold again. I'm pretty sick and tired of it being cold already. And it's still November. It got down to the 20s, I believe, this past week. And I'm just not into it. I'm not into it at all. Uh, I'll tell a story to you guys because I'm sure y'all are just so interested in hearing. Um, On my way to work, I believe it was Wednesday... Uh, I was supposed to be there, I believe I was supposed to be there at 7. <clears throat> well, I got up and I went to Dollar General to get some stuff for the little one. And I was like, okay, well I should be good. But I didn't expect to do have to do that, so I knew I was going to be about 5 minutes late. Well, I went ahead and I texted my boss and I told him, I'm going to be uh, about 5 minutes late. Mind you, the commute from my house to where I work in Hattiesburg is about 20 minutes. So, you know, I was thinking ahead, whatever. Well, I'm, uh, I get on the road, and, you know, of course, the sun is beaming straight into my eyes. The direction that I have to leave once I pull out of my driveway. Well, that's only such a big deal because I only have to drive so far, and I kind of don't have to deal with that for the rest of the way to work. But, there's also a little bit of frost on my windshield. Mind you, like I said, it's 28 degrees outside. Uh... Or maybe even lower. I'm pretty sure it was like roughly 28 degrees. But I'm also driving. So I imagine the wind and whatever was probably worse than 28 degrees. <clears throat> well, there's a little bit of frost. Like a small inkling of frost on my windshield. And I'm like, okay. I turned my windshield wipers on and it didn't really get it off. So what do I do? I look in my messy ass car. And I look around and I find a bottle of water. Well... I wasn't thinking. When I drove to Dollar General, I was in my wife's car. So, to put a little bit more perspective on why I'm just now having to deal with the frost at this point in the story. I grab a water bottle as I'm driving down the side of this highway. And I, uh, well I guess the middle of the highway. And I pour the water on the front of the vehicle thinking that it's going to melt the frost that is on there. No. It turns into a solid sheet of ice on my driver's side of my windshield. A solid sheet of ice. Because I'm a dumbass and I didn't take into consideration that it was 28 degrees outside and there was whatever wind chill going on with me driving. Turned into a solid sheet of ice. So I immediately uh, reached the state right prior to panicking and I rolled down my window and I stick my head out of the window and drive to the nearest parking lot. And uh, that was terrifying and it was cold and I thought I was going to die. Not really, but I thought that it was going to be a really bad morning, which it turned out to be. Until I got to work, then everything was cool. But I pulled into this parking lot. I grab a shirt out of the back seat because there's plenty of them back there. And I begin trying to rub this ice off. I don't think about the fact that my hand's cold, the shirt's cold. I don't have any heat in my car. It doesn't really start working until I've been driving and I get right to work before my heat actually starts working. And uh, there's nothing I can really do. Well, then I use my uh, broke man ingenuity and I go to the rear side of my vehicle 
And mind you, the ice is just there. There's nothing I can do to get it off. I'm scared to scrape it off with anything, if I could even find anything. I'm scared to scrape it off because I'm scared I'm going to cut up my windshield. Which, at this point, who cares? But, I go to the exhaust pipe in the back of my vehicle and I put my uh, shirt up near it, not over it. Because I thought for some reason it would be a bad idea to cover up my exhaust system. Uh, and... Eventually, after using that method about four times, I get most of the ice off of my vision. And I have to drive extremely slow for about the first ten minutes of my journey to work. Because I couldn't see really any better. But I didn't have the uh, the, the gall to pull over and try it again. Uh, so, needless to say, I was about 35 minutes late to work. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was the worst experience so far in the cold weather. Good news is my dog has been able to come inside and, uh, stay with us a lot these past couple of nights because it's been cold as hell. And though he's a German Shepherd, he is spoiled and, uh, even though we've got a fairly insulated doghouse, he gets to come inside. And anybody who knows me knows that my dog practically used to be an inside dog before we moved out to the Pine Belt area. And, uh, yeah, it's still cold outside. Not as cold as it was, but it's still cold. But, uh, aside from that, my life has been going fairly well. Uh, I have worked and I have played with my child, which has been a fairly interesting experience here now that he's getting even more and more attentive, which people say is pretty common, you know, they don't stay... Babies forever, you know, you'll miss these days. Well, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, rather than dwelling on that, I've been enjoying the fact that I can make my kid laugh finally. You know, you just tickle them and make all these weird noises that you would never make in public because it makes you look like a complete moron. Totally all goes into disregard once you have a child and you're playing with the kid all the time. So it's very, 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 very exciting. Uh, tiring, but exciting. So... That is another thing that has been uh, been very interesting. I I had this moment the other day where, you know, I'm sitting here fooling around with him, ended up getting him to fall asleep, which was, you know, bittersweet when you're enjoying playing around with him and then he just goes to sleep and it's like, oh, man, you know, I've got all this energy because, you know, it's the weekend or something. And it's like, I've got this energy. I kind of want to use it on hanging out with my kid and, you know, playing with him and what have you, but he wants to go to sleep, so it's understandable. But as I'm having this moment, I think to myself, how do you become, a, how does somebody become a deadbeat dad? Like, I can't help, I mean, I think to myself, it's like, okay, like, maybe if you were never in the kid's life to begin with, or it's like you you get you get around and I'm this I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. It's like if you are there in the kid's life, you know, for like a month or so and then you dip, maybe because there's not any connection there, I could understand how you could just become like a shithead, you know, or excuse me, a distant father. It's like, you know, some people have the agreements where it's like, hey, as long as you don't try to come back into the kid's life later, then I don't care if you go now. Which I'm sure they do care, but one of those kind of things where it's almost like an agreement, an agreed upon thing. Not saying that people should necessarily do that, but I'm just saying I can, I can see that angle where someone would find the justification. But if you're in your kid's life for, I mean... I don't even know if you're there and you're like watching the kid get older and like, okay, somebody two years in is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go and I'm just going to be a, a dipshit and bail. You know, like I don't even want to deal with this anymore. I understand like, you know, I could understand like people splitting up for the like, oh, I can't stand the mother of my child or I can't, you know, we just or she can't stand me. It's just or just people accidentally have a kid and they weren't ready and what have you and stuff like that. It's like I can almost understand. But then still being around, like making it work, the co-parenting thing. <clears throat> but 
I can't imagine just somebody just up and leaving and not giving a shit, like avoiding the fact that they have a kid, like for, you know, like just because out of pure, like, ah, I can't deal with this, I'm bailing, or I don't want to deal with this, I'm bailing. Like, if I've learned anything in the past almost six months, five and a half months, I've learned that it's really like, you get emotionally attached and almost you to the point where I feel like I would be sickly if I found myself like having to uh, be away from my kid for like a long time. And I've heard people say stuff like that. Like, I mean, I have friends, I have friends that have been on both ends of the stick there, but it's like, I have friends that have been around kids, you know, even friends that, you know, were there for the kid when they were born and have been there, you know, ever since then. And it's not even their, their child, you know, it's like, and it's just like, that is like an attachment that like, you can't even, you know, compare and you can't, it's like, I guess I, I couldn't really fathom it until like being in it or be experiencing it. Like, I guess I am now. And it's just weird because for a long time I always thought I was like oh, I don't know man like it's like how do you get so attached and da 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 da, da. and I don't know now I, I get it now <laughs> I mean I don't even think I understand it to the fullest extent I don't understand it really at all but I can relate a little more and it kind of uh like opens my eyes to see things it's like one of those things where you know your parents always tell you shit like growing up and you're always like yeah 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 whatever whatever you know you just don't really care or pay attention but it kind of lingers in your head and then there's different areas in your life where certain things click and you're like oh it all makes sense now if only i would have listened then this is kind of one of those things but i mean not it's not like a, a bad thing here now you know so i didn't have a I'm not a deadbeat dad, so <laughs> I don't really feel so, uh, you know, it's not like a negative thing. It's just cool. It's a very interesting experience with uh, with the whole being a father thing. Uh, and I know that you guys, most of you probably don't give a fuck, but I'm just saying, I mean, and to people who are in very particular situations i'm not meaning it in a, a shitty way i think that guys should definitely put forth an effort to be in their kid's life at the best possible way they can but i know some people just don't have that luxury so i mean this i'm not necessarily just trying to shit on people i'm just saying that and i'm just talking and expressing my current uh events in life rather i guess so whatever and not to say uh there are some deadbeat ass moms out there too, so women aren't safe from this conversation. I do not think that women are impervious to being pieces of shit as well. So, yeah. With you know that being said, a uh, couple of couple of weeks. No, last weekend. Last weekend we went out and there was a thing in Hattiesburg called Eagle Palooza, and. At Eagle Palooza, I ran into a couple of people that I knew, and it was really nice. We actually went out to see this band that we love to go see called The Prom Knights. I've probably mentioned them on here before. And if you're from Hattiesburg, chances are you've probably heard of them before or seen them. They're amazing. And they are a cover band, but they have uh, recently started writing some uh, original material. And the, they performed one of those original songs and uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. I can't wait to hear it uh, on record because that way you get to like learn it and dissect it and listen to it a whole bunch and stuff like that. And that kind of stuff is nice and fun and exciting to me. Uh, but yeah, it was cold as a nutsack out there, a bare nutsack. It was like Arctic cold. I like caught myself because they were selling that a little vendor out there that was selling beer. But, you know, they were doing, they were asking a hefty price for most of the beer, but they had Miller High Life, or maybe it was Miller Light. I think it was Miller Light, actually, two for uh, $5, so we were capitalizing on that, and I got to the point where I was like, look, this Miller uh, Miller High Life, I mean, Miller Light is not doing the trick, and uh, it's cold as hell out here, so... We decided we were going to wait, and we finished watching the prom nights. And I, right when the prom nights got done, I ran into a co-worker of mine. And uh, it was really cool to see him out there because I've never hung out with him outside of work. 
And uh, it was really nice hanging out with him, me, him, and Brittany. Uh, we had a babysitter, and so we got to stay out for a little bit, and we hung out with some other friends and ended up going to another place that we frequent whenever we actually get out, which is barely ever. But it turned into being a pretty good night for what it's worth, and no one got too sauced, so it was great. And that was on Friday night. Well, this is all just a long segue into the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Saturday that I had. This past Saturday, my uh, life has come full circle. Um, since I have been in my 20s, LSU has never has not beat the Alabama Crimson Tide since I have been, been in my 20s. And Saturday they did. I sat on my couch at my house and I drank a 40. I drank two 40s and I watched football and I was by myself and I watched LSU stomp the dog shit out of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Number one in the country still to this day, LSU Tigers, who also beat Ole Miss yesterday, but that's kind of irrelevant, goes without saying. Uh... I, I, I can't really express to you the feeling I had. I, as soon as the game was over, I called uh, my dear friend Jack Trim. And I don't really exactly remember what I said to him. But it was something along the lines of, hell yeah, we did it. We did it. I can't believe it. We did it. Uh, Joe Burrow is a nasty, nasty man. He, uh, he deserves the Heisman. I don't care what you say. And no, I did not say that he needs to check her a hymen. I said he deserves the Heisman. Uh, and he'll, if, if it's up to me, he'll get it. I mean, if it's up to pretty much anyone, because it seems like most people think that he deserves it. I mean, a lot of people are saying that maybe Jalen's going to get it. You know, we know Tua's not going to get it because Tua can't even stand on his own at this moment. Uh, so, yeah, Joe, he can't even do the Heisman. So, I'm pretty sure Joe Burrow is going to take it home. Um, I know that a lot of you guys don't care about football, but I'm just telling you. Once again, this is uh, my podcast, so I'm going to tell you what I want to tell you. LSU Tigers are going to go to the national championship. I, I hope. <laughs> uh, I hope we go to the national championship. But one unfortunate thing... Oh no, I don't think, I don't know, I don't think it'll happen. But, uh, damn, what just, what am I thinking about here? Oh yeah, yeah, we will not play Alabama again. We'll have to play Georgia, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's going to be great. I'd rather play Georgia than have to play Alabama again because last time we beat Alabama, they, we played them again and they beat us in the national championship. That was a long time ago. But now they have the playoffs, and the way the playoffs work, there's no way Alabama is going to play us. So, yeah, we'll probably go to the national championship and win because that's the way it deserves to be, and that's the way it should be. Um, Instagram is getting rid of the likes to where you and I can see mine and yours likes. If I come to your page, I cannot see your likes. I can now, but here in the near future, I will not be able to anymore. Uh, I personally don't think it, it's, it doesn't affect me personally. I mean, I'm not genuinely that upset. You can, allegedly, you will still be able to see your, you know, your algorithms and, not algorithms, excuse me, your analytics, and you'll be able to figure out the things that you need to figure out as far as if something's working or if something's not. For the average person who is using their Instagram for the sole purpose, for their original intended purpose to just express themselves and post something, then it really doesn't matter anyway. Because, let's be honest, when Instagram first came out, I mean, to my, my understanding, from what I remember, it was like the more like cr creative, artsy people were taking pictures and being like, oh. Like we all remember when it was like, oh, everybody's a photographer now. I'm sure people still say that, but it was like a thing when Instagram first got popular. It was, oh, everyone's a photographer now because they have Instagram. Everyone's creative now because they have Instagram. And it's like, okay, uh, now I kind of wish it was back to as simple as it was back then, partially. 
one hand of me thinks that. It's like, and that's kind of what this is doing by getting rid of the likes. I mean, they've got the big whole, you know, oh, it's it's for mental health and it's to help people to not feel bullied and this that and blah blah blah. And that is a very solid PC answer. This is that this is all on the one hand. The other hand of it is I am here in the process of turning my entire Instagram page over to just the sole creative things that I do. Whether it be the Instagram, the videos, oh, excuse me, whether it be the podcast, the videos, the goofy videos or for music. That's what I'm kind of trying to put it into. Now, it's a very, very odd time because now is when they're getting rid of the the likes. And I personally think, which I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who share this thought with me, that this is all a way for Instagram to start acquiring uh, their marketing do- every individual's marketing dollars to have to go through them. Uh so let's just say that I'm a lot more popping than I actually am, and uh, I have sponsors. Um, I post something, and someone pays me to uh, wear their shirt, their apparel, well, or ha- their their beer, or you know whatever it may be, in wh- whatever fashion that I want to post it. You know, just kind of something that's that people are used to with my page, with my own whatever. Same way most ads go when they have a, somebody, they pay an athlete to sp- – we all know if we have Instagram, we've all seen it. Well, the vast majority of those people get paid off of their reach. And the only way that people can see the reach that you have is if they can see the likes. And if they can coordinate the the follower count with the likes and the views on the videos and the activity that is – transpiring on your page uh, how much you have people interacting with you and you're interacting with people and what's and so forth and that is why in my opinion why they are getting rid of the likes and why they're getting to where you're not going to be able to see it on other people's pages the catch-22 in a good way for that though is it really doesn't matter you can i if 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 someone approached it keeps sponsors from approaching the individual or the individual's team and be like, hey, we see that you have this much da-da-da-da-da, so uh, we'd like to pay you X amount or we'd like to negotiate an amount with you for you for us to use you, sponsor you, or use you as your platform to promote our product or whatever it may be. I'm definitely butchering this, but it's my podcast, so fuck it. Uh, I think the Catch-22 is, ah, I digress, uh, if I am approaching someone about trying to acquire sponsorship dollars or advertisement dollars, I can easily just use, I can capitalize on my analytics still. I can still screenshot it or put it in a great format for somebody and approach someone and be like, hey, this is my activity. This is my analytics. This is, you know, my ups and downs and all the different uh, crazy stuff that is going on on my page and, the, you know, the, the my reach and what have you. So you can still do that, but I think that this is ultimate – you can do that as of now. I believe that in the future, ultimately, Instagram is going to find a way for you to not be able to collect, be able to use money without, get, collect money from sponsors or from companies without going through them. Because apparently, not enough people are using the uh, Facebook way of uh, doing advertisements. And we all have heard the, the, how we all have dealt with. The Instagram, you know, changing up your algorithms of what you see and how you see it. Same thing with Facebook. And if anybody's seen The Big Hack or The Great Hack, whatever, I think it was The Big Hack on Netflix, you should watch it. It's pretty interesting. It's not entirely about that, but it kind of is. It all has to do with Datagate and what have you. But, uh, yeah, ultimately, Instagram's trying to find a new way to collect revenue because a lot of creatives, uh, 
a lot of creatives and a lot of influencers have been collecting big buku money. Not me. Like I said, let's pretend that I have a much bigger reach. That's what I was using as an example. But have been collecting big, big, big bags off of promotion and, you know, what have you. Uh, being adver ad being the advertisement for the advertisers. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting to see how this unfolds. Um, but it does kind of come in a pain in the ass for me because I'm trying to get into where I can start doing these kind of things. And honestly, on a local level, I don't think that it's going to affect me that much. If I was, you know, if I did, let's just say I've got music coming and when the music comes, if I end up doing something pretty, you know, decent with it on a local level and getting some, my name heard and blah, 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 this, that, and third, and the podcast starts getting more listens. If I wanted to go to somewhere, uh, let's say the Kagan Barrel, because the Kagan Barrel is awesome, uh, and get them to, say, do podcast advertising, or if they, to do a, two posts a week, and I'm for a X amount of money or a trade or something like that, it wouldn't really be that big of a deal because I could show them my stuff and it's blah, blah, blah. There's not really, maybe there will be a contract to sign, but I doubt it. It'll be one page. It won't be like a big, huge ordeal. And I don't think Instagram is going to be worried about me collecting $50 from somebody and promoting it on my page. But it does affect these people who are, you know, already making pretty big money off of things and God forbid. But if I was to actually succeed in one of my crazy harebrained schemes that I'm trying to uh, transpire in, uh, that I aspire to complete, um, then it really would kind of suck. But, you know, I'm not necessarily telling this story or this uh, speaking on this topic for my own personal interest. I just think it is kind of ironic that as soon as I start trying to uh, figure all this out and starting to put some things into play, it, this pops up. But I mean, hey, I've been broke my whole life, so we'll just see how it goes. With that being said, uh, after the new year, we are going to have the Organic Poison website. I'm not talking about this on any social media platform. The only people who get to hear about this is going to be the people that listen to my podcast. It'll be promoted once it comes out, but like I said in a previous episode, I don't want to give you guys some special things and have, give y'all some, some little insight, a good reason to come back and listen to the next episode, and hopefully I won't bore you with stories of my child and my undying love for him, but... uh. Yeah, the Organic Poison website is going to be uh, going to be coming out hopefully January 1st, but we'll have to see how it goes. That kind of stuff is not free, and uh, I, have, I pay bills, so, you know, and I'm not rich. With that being said, if anybody wants to sponsor an episode of the podcast, let me know. I am down and down. You can literally almost pay me nothing to sponsor the podcast. I have a fund. I don't use the money for uh, for beer or anything like that. It's money that I don't touch that goes into the fund. And once it gets to be enough for me to actually do something productive with it, I'm, I do that. So, And I've had a few people you know, donate and I've had a few people uh, support the, the podcast. So I hope those people forgive me for taking so long to do this episode. I've been trying to not have to do episodes by myself, but in the same breath... I'm kind of saying to hell with it because um, I enjoy doing it. I like when I have someone with me. The goal is to be able to do an episode a week by myself and an episode a week with a guest. Unless I get to the point where I can have enough guests that will come and do the podcast and sit in my car until after the first of the year when I have a, a new extra room in my house, which I will have, then they could come to my home unless there's someone who likes to carry guns or do illegal shit and they can't refrain from doing it while they're in the vicinity of me and my family. That was a very long uh, explanation, but I'm just giving it to you. The website is going to be tight. I am hoping and praying that we are going to be able to set it up to where not only will I have merch on there, but I will also be able to have direct links to all the different uh, things that I have tied into, along with my peers, not a large list of my peers, but it'll have material, their material, and I'm ha hoping to have a couple of different corners on there. Uh, we're going to have articles on there, and uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. 
uh, we've already, me and my wife have already sat down and talked about it. And, uh, I think that if we can get it all working the way that I want to, it'll be, it'll be pretty, pretty exciting for, I mean, it'll be pretty exciting for me, but I think it'll be a good way for you guys to be able to, uh, not just get updates and, you know, have a hub for the things that I do, but it'll be a hub for me to shine light on other people and other activities like artists, uh, like bands and, uh, rappers, but also actual artists like creative artists and, uh, people who, who talk about good shit, people who make good content, people who are not just digital content, but I'm going to have a good bit of stuff on there. Our, my intent is to have a good bit of stuff on there to, have a web something you can bookmark and go check once or twice a week. It'll be a, a really exciting, exciting period for me once we get that up and running and uh, moving the way we want it to. But either way, it's coming, and I'm excited about it, and I hope that you guys can get excited about it as well. Uh, I have personally never been... All right, sorry for that. There was something going on outside of my house, but then I realized it was my brother-in-law coming home, and it spooked me, and I did not know what was going on. There was someone pulling in, and it freaked me all the way out. So if you're still here, you're a real one. Thank you for not turning it off because it was not over. Uh, I have personally never been so drunk that I would be able to fornicate on a train, like a public transit train. Well, I heard a story, I read a story over the weekend, where a man was still, was dressed up in what seemed to be a Halloween costume, and him and his partner were both sloppy drunk, and he had vomit all over him, where apparently, I suppose, she had thrown up over him, and it was very, 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 very disgusting. Uh, I'm glad that there was no footage of this. Um, maybe there is footage, but there wasn't in the actual article that I read. Uh, the man and his lady friend uh, began to stimulate one another uh, sexually. And then, as there's people in this train, they begin to fornicate. They had sex on a train with vomit and being super drunk in public. There were people around them. They had no shame, no fear. They were ready to take what was theirs, and they did. And apparently, this continued until the person uh, relieved himself inside of his uh, his significant other, or insignificant other. Uh, that is a story that you probably did not need to hear, but I needed to share it with someone because uh, most people that I am around on a daily basis would really not be interested in hearing that. Um, I have organic poison shirts coming out soon. These are not just going to be shirts that are for the podcast, but they are going to be some cool looking shirts that you can wear. So that way, even if you don't like the podcast, which I'm assuming if you're still listening, you probably don't mind it at least. Um, these will be shirts that can be worn and, if you like them, you can wear them, obviously, but it will also be a great way to support the podcast and uh, help me continue flowing forward. Um, I think that uh, that's like almost a dying thing for a lot of people as far as like uh, supporting things, like supporting local stuff. I know that I've kind of, kind of gone off of a tangent on that before, but I just kind of want to speak on it for a second. And I'm not talking about me personally, specifically. I mean, I guess me personally too, but to be 
fair, I've kind of half-assed you guys for a little while now anyway. So, um, and I don't intend on doing that forever. <laughs> this is, I'm really just trying to say. I think that people should do more and not be afraid to uh, spend a couple of dollars on their uh, their peers whenever they're trying to do something. And this goes for normal people, especially the normal people who are, uh, you know, you work a decent job, you got a couple of extra bucks. It's like, get a cheaper 12-pack and spend five bucks on your friend and go see them. Go see them perform, especially if they're doing live concerts. I mean, I I almost, I feel bad that I don't get to go out and uh, see shows the way that I would have liked to in my adult years when I can actually afford and live in a place where they have cool shit going on like they do in Hattiesburg. Don't get me wrong. I love Macomb, and uh, that is always going to be my home, loyal to the soil of the 396. But uh, there's not a lot going on there. I mean, there's a reason why, you know, in small towns, kids just find themselves getting into shit and that turns into a lifestyle as opposed to just something to do. Uh, in a place like Hattiesburg, I'm quite sure that there are also people who, you know, become, you know, in, in, engulfed in the chaos in which is the life that they've, you know, accumulated. But it is nice to see here, like, people who go to concerts and, you know, are, I say concerts, there's other events, there's movie theaters and stuff like that too, but people who go to concerts that don't really care about getting drunk or having to be high or whatever, it's like, that's interesting to me because it's like, oh, so because you've had something to do or because there was other things to entertain you other than just riding around and finding somewhere to get thrown off or just something mischievous to get into, making your own fun, which is most of the time something mischievous, unless you're, like, just stuck in, wanting to stay in the house and play video games all day, which is probably better than going out and doing mischievous bullshit and getting, doing hood rat shit with your hood rat friends, but, um, I digress. I, I do wish, I do wish that I had more time to, and, you know, uh, the means to go out and it, it, experience some of the live stuff that they have going on in Hattiesburg. I mean, they have, like, concerts ev almost every other night somewhere. There's a, They have a lot of... Con there's a bunch of co comedians here that are doing a lot of different stuff around here. Uh, not Tim, because Tim has been gone for two months. And as soon as he gets home, uh, I'm getting him back on here for a one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and that's going to be great, because... Tim's probably going to have a lot of really good uh, Renaissance Fair stories. I cannot wait to hear those. That's going to be hilarious. Maybe. Maybe not. He usually finds a way to make even boring shit pretty funny. But, uh, no. Uh, support your friends, man. If they're out there trying to do something, it's like, even if they don't ask you to, they, I mean, even as much as sharing their stuff online, that is like, that makes someone's day. Like, that really will make someone's day when someone supports them. And I don't do any of the things that I just said as much as I should. So I'm, I'm a lot of this is this is therapy for me, too. This is me, you know, talking to myself. Like, I, I try to do what I can. I don't have anywhere near as much time. I use, I'm more than willing to use my wife and child as an excuse. But, uh... It, it, it's definitely something to do, man. Uh, there's a, I know a, a few people that I, I see online and that I talk to and, you know, and whatever that are, support me, but not only me, that I see, I watch them support other people. And I'm, like I said, the, at creatives and artists, you should support people as well, but also just the people who, you know, who are working their, their job or in school. Like, don't be afraid to, to support somebody or to give them a, a shout out or, you know, send them a message and be like, hey man, I checked out your stuff. I, th I thought it was tight. I mean, hey, hey friend, uh, I think I'm going to come to your concert this week and buy a t-shirt as opposed to uh, going to the 30th uh, EDM festival that's coming up, whatever, and see the same people that I saw the past three times that I've gone to them. I'm just kidding. I'm taking a shot at EDM, but it really doesn't matter. EDM's cool and the festivals are neat, but I swear... 
there's like a million of them. Like, who the fuck? And how the fuck do y'all have money to go to all of these festivals? Okay, fuck your friends and fuck supporting local artists or whatever for five minutes. Let's just pretend that that's not in the conversation. How the hell do you have money to go? I know that you guys are like 19, and judging by your Twitter and your Instagram, you don't have a fucking job. So how in the hell can you afford to go? And not to mention, these festivals are like $100 plus for tickets. You stay the whole weekend. You uh you, you you literally are lit up like a fucking Christmas tree the entire time. I imagine you're not sober. How in the hell do you afford it? I'm curious because I could use that money for plenty of other things. Because I'm I mean EDM's tight and all, but I mean I, I don't really give a shit about that at all. So I could use that money. though, is what I'm saying. If you feel me, like I could really use that money. Like I could, I need a laptop. I need a laptop for video editing and to make this podcast sound a hell of a lot better. So, if somebody could tell me where the EDM festival uh, pool money is, I am going to... I will dress up as a character from the Fifth Element and come get some of that money as well. If that is a possibility, somebody please contact me and uh, let me know. Because I need some of that free money that is just looming around i know i'm 27 but if somebody's rich daddy wants to uh you know adopt me they can adopt me and my family like and we can do like one of those uh andrew yang things where they give me like a thousand dollars a month like and then i could just use that and just a thousand dollars a month for six months Uh, and we'll just try it out if it doesn't work out i understand we can part ways but i'll take a thousand dollars a month for uh at least six months but if the person who wants to sponsor me uh, for the <clears throat> EDM pool, if they want to sponsor me and uh, they continue to want to spend money on me after six months, that's fine as well. Uh, just let me know. Uh, somebody send me an email. Um, contact my agent. You know, uh, before we get out of here, I'd like to uh, touch on an interesting topic. And this is something that... Uh, has been pretty heavy on me for a little while. There's a guy named Keith Dalton. Uh, he is from the Jackson area. Uh, I'll give you a, a little bit of background for Keith Dalton. This is a guy who used to be really popular in the Mississippi punk scene. A very a very vital member of the scene in general in Mississippi, especially Southwest Mississippi. Um, from the coast to to Jackson area to up wherever the people a fairly renowned guy in the Christian punk scene all across the country to be honest because he was in a a decent band called uh, Fight to Die I'm sure a handful of you guys listening to this know who the band is and a lot of you know who Keith is uh, Keith Dalton is now a knockoff brand version of a uh, Westboro Baptist Church, like the guys who sit outside of the uh, the abortion clinics with the dead, f- chopped up fetuses and uh, what have you, um, stand outside of uh, schools and have signs that say "fags go to hell," puts shirts on his children that say "fags go to hell," and uh, you know, you use your imagination. If you if you want to uh, have a, a reference point, you could probably look up his church, which I don't know what it is that it, the association of which he's a part of, but um, I do know that they are very similar to um, a Westboro Baptist Church, which I'm sure you could look up their stuff and be a little bit more familiarized if you're interested. Um, Keith Dalton used to be a pretty good friend of mine. I met him in Macomb, where he is well. I guess he's from Texas, but he also lived in Macomb for quite some time. Um, I lived with him for a while. He, you know, he was a very, very important figure in my upcoming in music and and being social and just life in general. Uh, one point in time, probably would have referred to him as an older brother. Uh, I don't know. I don't necessarily want to use the terminology that he has really gone downhill, because what do I know? Uh, these guys think that what they're doing is the right thing to do 
for Jesus, and uh, they think that they're bring that their goal is to bring people closer to the Lord and further away from sin. Now, I am not an expert by any means, but I've never really heard of someone being able to, you know, just change the masses' opinion by yelling at them that they're going to hell or that they're making piss poor life decisions by having an abortion or you know there's feel like their way of approaching the subject is not quite the way that uh I would for starters um now this is however you feel about abortion however you feel about christianity however you feel about homosexuality or any of the other top 7 eight topics that are probably relevant to this same conversation and this demographic of people that I'm speaking on we can we should all be able to agree that uh, this is not it chief this is not the way that you're supposed to uh, ironically enough chief Keith Keith chief Keith I didn't do that on purpose but uh, <laughs> anyway uh, this ain't it this is not the approach in my opinion this is not the way that you get things done. I mean, uh, there's a lot of a lot of people that speak highly uh, against Keith Dalton and his uh, his merry bunch. But rather than me spending this time that I have right now attacking Keith, which I would really like to do, I'm gonna not do that. What I'm actually going to do is I'm going to put it out into that atmosphere that I want to interview Keith Dalton. And I want to just let him tell his side. I want to interview Keith Dalton, a, a real genuine hour-long interview, and allow him to come on to my show. Or we can, we can film it. I can come to him. And we can film it. They can even be a part of the editing process if they would like, him and his team. I would like to interview Keith Dalton. And I would like to let him say his piece. I know that there's people who say I shouldn't give him a platform. And I know that there's people who would tell him probably that it's a bad idea. But I would like to think that since me and him... And Maybe he, being uh, reformed, maybe he does not necessarily believe that me and him have history. But I would like to, th I mean, I would be able to be someone who could give him a fair shot at explaining his point of view and his, you know, uh, justification, if you will, for what it is that his the life that he leads at this point uh if anyone that listens to this podcast or sees a video of me online speaking about this topic about reaching out to Keith Dalton for an interview please share it tell somebody if you know somebody who would be interested or would know how to get in contact with him so I could start some dialogue. Please let me know. Or let them know. Carry on the message. Uh, if for nothing else, it'll be good content. And I will be fair. I promise. In all actuality, I will write out my questions. I will be professional. I will give him the stage to say whatever it is that he needs to say and... You know, I'm sure that he will be able, him and the likes of his own, would be able to say they don't have to justify the things they do because they only answer to God. And by all means, if that's the way you feel, that's completely understandable. But I don't see where it would hurt for you to also have a platform to tell people, for people to hear what it is that you're about, because the vast majority of people only see that. Keith Dalton used to be an awesome guy, and now he's not. Now he's the complete polar opposite of the man that he once was. And he probably would say, 
that he is the polar opposite of what he was because he wasn't living the way he was supposed to be living. But in the same breath, I think not only for my own knowledge, because I'm curious, I want to know. There's answers that I would like to have. There's explanations I would like to have, not even just on a personal level. But just answers I would like. I'm quite sure that there are a handful of people out there that would really, really, really enjoy being able to hear Keith's side of things. So, if you happen to know anyone who can get in contact with him or his camp, please let them know that I am a... I am... I would not say an olive branch, but I would say that I would be interested in a meeting in the middle. I'll come to them. I'll we'll make a, you know, come set up and we will do a podcast or we will do a filmed interview, whichever they would prefer. And, uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Um, I appreciate you guys for listening to the, this episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm going to be back. I'm going to release this one tonight, and I'm going to release another one later this week. And I'm intending on at least giving you guys one per week. Um, I also want to say that the Best of Pine Belt is coming up soon. I don't know for sure if my podcast will make it on there, but I think I'm going to finally make it into the nominations. I say finally, but... Last year was the uh, first year that I even knew that this was a thing. So, I'll watch out. Because I heard there's a couple of categories opening up that your boy is gearing up and getting ready for. So, uh, if you're listening, I hope I have your vote for the categories that I'm pushing for. More of that information will be coming out soon. Thank you guys so much for listening to Organic Poison, Sickest in the South. I love you guys, and I can't wait until the next time I get to talk to you. And shout out to Manny Anderson because he's a badass. Moto surf! Moto surf! Moto surf! I bump the drums, the bass, the float, the harmonica. All the way from Malibu to Santa Monica. Back to Huntington. Take out my scope so I can see the honey's running. Engine! Engine! Thinking about the lesson, no more homework and worried about the profession. You just want to chill in the sun, relax with a honey and have fun, fun, fun. Cops, cops, get down. Get down. Adam, get down. Ooh, they busted Jones again. We weren't motor surfing. Yeah, right. You know, just once, I'd like to be wrong. <laughs>